Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Radio. It's episode 576 for October 14th, 2019 in the house. Right in the thick of the video game season, we got a podcast to talk about video games. And on this video game show about video games, we've got Anthony. Hello. And we got the Wombat. Uh, hello. It's just three of us. Drew's out washing his tights. I don't know, he didn't respond to my text message. Is his birthday today? I don't remember. I don't know. Happy it's been hard a week to follow. Happy birthmas, Drew. Whenever that is. I know he got a switch. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say he's already got a switch. You don't have to worry. Happy born day. Yeah, happy born day. He got uh he got a Nintendo Switch for his birthmas. So That's cool. He can now play games from Nintendo, you know, the system that everybody loves. The Nintendo Switch. Which has Indeed. two very large ports coming this week. Just like every Hashtag other week. Switch Core. Switch Core, baby. Welcome to it. Half the frame rate, half the resolution. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just made a bunch of people mad. I apologize. <laughs> oh, God. I apologize. Anyway... Video games are happening. We're going to talk about them, and unfortunately, I think we kind of blew our load last week because we're going to be talking about a lot of the same games. Yeah, yeah, but now I'm here. That's true. That's true. And did you play any of said video games? I don't know what they are because I don't listen to this show. That's true. Nobody else does either. That's fine. Why don't we start with you then? Because I, okay. I, I don't know what you have played other than the game that I sent you that you can't talk about. So. That- that I am not allowed to talk about. <laughs> um, so I actually, in the uh, in the time since I um, uh, was last on the show, I have completed two games. <gasps> what? They're old. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I finished uh, Hitman, the first one. Hitman as in, wait a minute. As in the one from a couple years ago. Do you have Hitman 2? Not yet. Oh, so that's why you didn't play those maps in Hitman 2. Correct. Gotcha. I don't have Hitman 2 yet. I do have the first one, but I had never finished it. Um, so I did finish that, which is great. It's an excellent game. I do want to, I played the first level of Hitman 2 since it was free. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to eventually pick that up and, and play the rest of it. But I love those games. I've loved those games since the very first one, so. Hit, um, Hitman 2 is a game I can play because it holds your hand. 
Mm. I suck at, like, just figuring things out in those. I get frustrated because I have no time. But I gotcha. one, of my, one of my earliest uh, memories of video game piracy <laughs> oh, shame is on stealing, you. stealing the first Hitman. Hey, I've bought it since. I've bought all those games since. The only one I don't have is Hitman 2. I don't think I knew anyone that played the original Hitman that was that was a legit copy. Yeah. Well, it was I, a PC game during the height of PC piracy, so... Yeah, that game was... Uh, that but game it, was heavily distributed, I yeah, will just say. But I ended up buying <laughs> Hitman 2 and contracts on PS2. Um, there was a third... Yeah, oh, I had those money on Xbox. Yeah, I but um, I just remember how crazy open that game was. Um, like the first sequence is you murdering a man in an alleyway to steal his jack, his suit. He's taking a piss. Um, there's you, like, and then what I was really surprising was it was like that's just kind of what this game's always going to be because Silent Assassin, Hitman the original Hitman 2, um, Contracts, th- they were basically the same game. And then... Uh, Blood it? Money. Blood Money was a little bit more hand-holding um, from the very little I played of it. Um, then there's the last one, that was Absolution. I never even booted that up. Um, I, like I, that abs- game. I liked Absolution, it- but you could totally just run through and shoot everybody. Yeah, it wasn't really it. It was a. It was like a. I look at it as like a side project with the same characters. Yeah. It would be like if they made a. Um, think of it. Think of it like um, if they made a. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a, a Yakuza game that was just a fighting game. Like, uh, okay. It's like it's kind of like a. They basically took Hitman and made it into a third-person shooter. There were only like two levels in the whole thing that were Hitman style levels. Yeah, it was just pretty. Uh, much but it was good. Game. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, and I liked the story in it. It was pretty cool. I just couldn't believe how how much they sort of revolutionized the 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 game by just even offering like saying like, "Hey, you killed him this way in the new Hitman series um, or reboot or whatever you want to call it." Um, just by saying, like, hey, you killed him this way, but could you kill this same person under these circumstances? Right. And and it felt... It's weird, because I've always felt those games were pretty open, but I also look back and go, there's very clearly a one way to do this and not get caught. And in this new Hitman, that's not so much the case. Well, there is... And this is what I like about Hitman 2. So in Hitman 2, you can turn on what they call um, these uh, level stories. And it kind of point puts points on the map. Like, for example, in one of the missions in Hitman 2, there's a, there's a reporter that's there. And one of the stories is, get the scoop. And it kind of walks you through how you can do that particular path um, by pu- putting, you know... Uh, objective markers on the map and telling you what you have to do 
And it's the developer's way of, and, and this is why I scream accessibility in all games, like, this allows people like me who either don't have the patience or time uh, or don't have the creativity to figure out how to do these things, some of the stuff that the, that the developers know will work. Right. So it kind of lets yeah, you they... walk through, and then you can go back and, and kind of wing it if you want because the levels are designed to be played, you know, multiple times. They have that a little bit in... Um... The first of the new Hitmans yes. as well, the opportunities are kind of like that too. Yeah. It's not, it's not super handholdy, but it, it does say, you know, like you'll walk up on a conversation and it'll say uncover, uncovering opportunity. And, um, it'll, it'll give you like a, hey, this person, um, you know, this person loves this specific drink. So if you learn how to make this drink and you can poison it, then you can kill them that way. Yep, and the second one still has those. And what I like about the second one is you can turn all of this stuff on or off. Right. So if you're a guy that wants to just go in with no markers on the map and just figure that shit out, you can totally do that. Or if you're like me and you want a little hand-holding, you can turn on a story. And the cool thing is is there's multiple stories per level. Um, And if you do one, it might cancel one of the other ones out. Right. So, But that's that's what I I like about Hitman 2. I generally tend to... um, and so, Anthony, this may be um, this may be a nudge, um, but I, I generally tend to appreciate games where years and years later I can remember specifics and I can say, "Oh, I remember this specific level from this specific game," and not sort of that. I remember something similar to this and something. I still there are there are sequences in Hitman Absolution that I can still remember. Like almost beat for beat, um, because they were again. It's kind of it's kind of campy and cheesy, but they were memorable. So I, I mean, if you ever find yourself without anything to play, it might be oh, worth checking uh, it out. Next year is my year of picking up old stuff and and plowing through as much as possible. Yeah, um, which I mean is kind of the plan. But they're going back to with uh, Phoenix Town, and if they're playing a game I don't have, uh, I'll be doing my own thing and so right probably do it then i just like hitman it's weird it's one of those games that i remember a lot of um not just the first game which has a lot of memorable moments like the hotel um being one of my favorites um but uh even hitman 2 silent assassin has like the first mission which i've done a thousand times um (laughs) there's just there's very clear, again, very clearly one way to do that mission well. Um, and like, I always, I thought it was a masterpiece that like the, in the new game, um, being a masterpiece because even the tutorial level shows you like, this is not a game that like we have set one way to do the thing. There's multiple ways to enter the boat. Um, there's multiple ways to kill the guy. There's multiple ways to do this mission. Right, and that's a lot of work, and uh, I'm glad that they they have control over their future now, and that they have the Hitman license. So it's kind of funny because yeah. Wombat talks about playing Hitman One. I actually went back to Hitman Two this weekend because I had not played the two new, <clears throat> excuse me, the two new maps that they put into Hitman Two. Um, with the season pass, and I, I played the first one, which is a a giant bank. Um, 
that there's somebody inside that you have to kill. And I think one of the, the options that I opted for was to do a job interview. Oh, nice. So I stole a guy. The guy that was doing the job interview was in the bathroom sick because he was nervous. So I went in the bathroom and murdered him and took his took his clothes and his name tag. Nice. <laughs> I like the um, in the uh, the first one. I like the level where you you have to kill the general and you have to kill the guy that's in the uh, embassy. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, you can dress up as his masseuse <laughs> and give him a massage and then snap his neck at the end of it. Yeah. There's there's a lot of great stuff in it. Like the the my favorite level in the second game is the the indie car track. Like that thing is so dense with people. It's so impressive to to look at when you're playing it. And did you play the uh, how are the original games maps in Hitman 2? Yeah, they're they're the same map. Um they're just upgraded with the new features from Hitman 2, which I think yeah. is really really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice because they add the stories like are in, that are in Hitman. Oh, 2. those. That's what I was kind of asking. So those are in there in the original. Yeah, so they that's why no, they had to. That's, that's awesome. why they had to rework the maps is because they had to add all that new stuff from Hitman Two into it. So it's it's cool and and it's it's basically free. I think if you bought a specific the version original. of yeah. Hitman Two, yeah, or if you I mean, own the original the gold yeah. version, like basically if you have all the DLC, I think it's yeah, it's, and also. Hitman was just free on Xbox like a month ago, so everybody should own it. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I played it on. Actually, yeah. I, I own it on PlayStation, but um, I uh, I had it free on Xbox. I'm like, you know what? I'll just play it up here. So, yeah. so everybody that has an Xbox or Xbox Live should have a free copy of one. So when you go to two, you got all those maps for free, and it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, Hitman Two is a huge game. It's a yeah. huge game. I've been waiting for a decent, or a sale where I don't, like, it's been on sale for consoles, but I want it on my PC. So I've just been waiting for, like, a good sale on two, um, because I won't get to it right away. I wouldn't be shocked if that ends up being free on Xbox or PlayStation next year. Yeah, I would guess so. Cool. That's what that's what I've been kind of waiting on too for that one. I keep yeah. waiting for. I know they just had a big sale on it on Xbox, but mm-hmm. um, I've been waiting to see if they make it a game with gold or a PlayStation Plus game. So I just have um, all my Hitman games on PC, and I'm picky that way. Oh, gotcha. And then I I um I also this week uh, or not this week since the last time I was on I finished uh, Detroit Beyond Human. Become human. Become human. Sorry, Become you, you were you were mashing up a couple of uh, titles. I am. Yeah, <laughs> something about humans. Detroit Beyond Prophecy. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I love that game. It was um, good. It was really good. It, it was amazingly good. And I'm not generally a fan of their games. Just being honest. Um. I haven't. I was not a fan of Indigo Prophecy. Um. I, I wasn't really a fan of Heavy Rain. I never played Beyond Two Souls or whatever it is. That game's um, fucking crazy. Indigo Prophecy is some of my vi- favorite moments in video games, and the rest of that game just shits on that moment. Yeah, I, I was not a fan at all. Oh, um, the murder, the, you murdering the guy in the bathroom, and or the guy's already dead, and you're carving into your arm, and then it snaps you back, and you have to deal with the consequences. I was like, yeah. this is great. And then what happens? 
It's like Dance Dance Revolution, where, where giant cosmic fleas are chasing you around an office building. What? Yeah, that, that game got way too weird. Um, but anyway, uh, I really, I really, really like Detroit, and I know they don't generally tend to make sequels, but I really hope they make a sequel to that. Um, because it, it, I really enjoyed that game a lot, and I liked all the characters and. Um, did you visit the, the title story. screen regularly? What? Did you visit the title screen regularly? I did, yes. Oh, that is some creepy shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and then um, when you beat the game, there's oh. that other option at the title screen as well, which oh. I thought was a good, cool touch. Okay. That, the title hard. screen is creepy anyways. The title screen creeps the shit out of me. Yeah. It's it's pretty creepy. It's no, I'm dead serious. The uncanny valley. Uh, like she's too realistic looking. My brain was just like I can't. So they like, they. She, I haven't played it since they patched it, but apparently you can bring her back. No, no, oh, really? no super spoilers. But yeah, I, I guess a lot of people were complaining that you couldn't bring her back. Uh, Doesn't that the, kind of defeat the whole purpose? It, it does, but it's something you don't have to do, I guess. That's true, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I loved that game. And I um, I managed, this is also no spoilers, because hopefully everybody kind of understands the type of game it is. I also managed to get through it with the, the best ending, um, which was really good. The, so, bad, the bad ending is very depressing. <laughs> Uh, yes, I I watched the bad ending after I beat it, just so I would know what it yeah was like. Um, but um, yeah, I I loved that game, and again, I hope um, even though I know they don't generally, they do um, decide to uh, make that a uh, make a sequel to that game. So, um, other than that, what have I played? Um. The game that I'm forbidden from talking about. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can say what uh, it is. That's fine. Right? Uh, it's called Stranded Sails. Um, and it uh, comes out on Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation 2, I think. On, PlayStation uh, not 2, PlayStation huh? 2. PlayStation <laughs> 4, I think. Um, on uh, the 16th of October. So, um, this we'll week. Talk about that. That's this week. That's right. Um, and... Uh, other than that, I played actually played a decent amount of uh, Moonlighter, which I know will make Drew happy. Um, I love that game. It's a good video I game. I think it's tremendous, and um, it's it scratches a uh, uh, an itch for me. Um, so I yeah I I love that game. I think it's I think it's great. I love the the um, sort of uh, what's the best way for me to put it? The, um, the negotiation and price fixing kind of oh haggling thing. Yeah, haggling. Um, I I love that. I think it's just a blast. And um, the fact that um you can kind of go in and find new loot and every piece of new stuff I found it makes me excited because I'm like, oh cool. I wonder what I can wonder what I can do with or sell this for. Like, or wonder how much people will be willing to pay me for this. So, um, yeah, I like that game a whole lot. And the gameplay is really good, too. So, Anybody stole any shit out of your store yet? They tried. 
They try and they get tackled. <laughs> that's such a cool no little mechanic. That when it came up, I was like, "Oh, that's clever." I can try to steal my shit. Fig- I still haven't figured out though what the people that come in with the like um, sword and shield over their head do. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I only got to play it for like two, I think the game kind of goes in days. I think I played it for like three or four days. Oh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, that that game's tremendous. So I've played uh, a decent amount of that, and now I'm just kind of going back and um, playing uh, Divinity since I never finished that or got even close. So I'm going to try and put some time into that, and um, uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Anthony, yeah, I know we talked before the show. You said you didn't play a whole lot, but you played a whole lot of one thing. Uh, yeah. So I'll start with anything but that. Um, I played Tabletop Simulator for the first time yesterday. It's a pretty neat way of playing tabletop games with other people. Um, I played the card game Boss Monster. Um, I suggest Monster. looking into that if. Uh, it's got a lot of video game nostalgia sort of built in, but it's just a really... It's basically a card game version of, like, Dungeon Keeper. Sort of, you're luring heroes in and scoring points based on you murdering them. Um, I played... Uh, I played as... I'm, I'm done touching the original Anodyne at this point. Um, I, I've seen everything I wanted to see. I just There was, like, a couple things I wanted to clean up um, so I did that. Um, I would have played more of other stuff this week, but I had a massive set of migraines come on because the weather has been both like cold one day and hot the next, and that just causes my headaches to come. Um, but uh, I've played a lot more of the ukulele and the impossible layer. Um, I didn't really talk too much about it because I didn't really play a lot. Um, but over the last week, uh, man, that game is probably the perfect setup for a platformer nowadays. I I didn't want to... I said to Ken last week, I don't really want to mention it, but like this is very clearly a game built around reusing assets that they've already made. Um, but they do it in this game as well in a really ingenious way because you go into certain levels twice. Yep. By changing aspects of the world map... That's cool, though. Change it, it, no, I, I, I. This whole game is built around the coolest way of saving yourself, like a lot of effort. Like it's, 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 it's well made, and it is fun to play. Um, so, like the level layout stays the same, but they'll change an aspect of it. Like clearly, they've done work. Um, as you can just hear my speech impediment come out. Um, like, one level turns to ice, so the whole level looks different. Um, but one gets put underwater, and it's just, it's so smart. Like, every time I'm like, okay, so we're gonna have ice and, like, water levels, cool. But one of them is, like, you put more enemies into the level. Um, you help the, uh, squid scientist, whose name I forget, um... Fix this machine she's made, and she's like, "Oh no, I just wanted to make the level look nicer with um, more enemies in it." But it seems to have made the level harder. And if you turn the switch off, it goes back to the original version of the stage. Um, 
and like there's already a lot of stages and they just like then they double up on some of the designs the world map is super interesting to explore um i've spent probably more time in that than i do in actual levels trying to just unlock more of the world um there's tonics that allow some that allow abilities and usually the ones that allow abilities modify the amount of feathers you get quills quills <laughs> i don't give a shit this is just the quill economy you got yeah it's a quill economy um but you wait what you really want to collect in the game is uh the coins because the coins open paywalls well we didn't touch what are what are the coins called oh i don't remember twit coins <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It's an acronym too, and I can't remember what it stands for. There, there's, a, I mean, it's it's very much the same aspect, but I think this is probably. Oh come on! There's a platform. snake named Trouser. Trouser, I know, but that's the same. That's that's the rare. That's the rare <laughs> sense of humor coming through. Still, the Brit, very British. I mean, if you look at all the bees that you collect. Yeah, they all, they the, all idea, have the idea of this game is that you get to the end of the stage, you get a bee, and the bee is going to work as a shield for you in the impossible layer level, which you can do at any time, but becomes easier the more bees you have. Um, and they all have names and their own little like 2D design if you go onto the like page that shows you all the bees that you've collected, and they're all puns. Can we? This game is so, filled with puns. It it is, but can we go back to the tonics real quick and talk about the Game Boy filter? Yeah. So which one? Which one of the Game Boy filters? The one that makes it four by three and halves okay. and halves the frame rate so that it's running like a Game Boy game. I had to turn it off right away, and they're like, "You're gonna lose any quills?" Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I even had the green color on too, the pea green. Yeah, the pea green. Like it's not something that you would want to play, but oh man, you at least want to look at it. They they do a lot. Like they there's like a noir filter. Um, Yuka sixty four sepia. Yeah, there's there's a lot of so those those tonics don't ever affect the amount of quills you collect, which I like as well. They they don't punish you for using those. Um, the ones that make the game easier will remove quills, but there's a couple like where enemies get an extra hit or a hit point of uh, health. So you have to hit them twice or three times, depending like depending on the enemy, you have to hit them more basically. And those will give you a certain times point one or whatever for like the amount of quills you get. And I I like that aspect, but I. I really like that they hide the like they make it worth exploring in the hub world to find the tonics. They don't just hand you them. Um, that might not be everybody's cup of tea. I I think the world that they've created is interesting enough, and that the way they do the tonics is hidden behind puzzles um, in the main world, and I love that. But then like. I'm playing some of the stages, and I don't know if I get extra abilities or if it's a tonic that I have to find, but I'll go through and try to get all the coins, and sometimes they just seem so out of reach. Um, the level design on the actual like platforming levels is some of the best I've ever seen. Just 
when I when I do poorly, I always go, "Well, that was that was I'm very bad at that part of the stage." Um it, it really is just this like I I think this is in the contender for the top well, top of this year. I I doubt it's going to beat Resident Evil in my eye, but um it's definitely making it onto my list. It'd be hard to push that one out. This this game is fantastic. And I know the name Ukulele may have a little bit of people concerned because the first game wasn't fantastic. Um, and that's coming from someone that backed it on Kickstarter. Um, but, but man, this is a fantastic platformer. It feels good uh, to play. Um, and then just the fact that they've done all these unique ideas, uh, like the tonics, bringing them into the 2D gameplay is very smart. Um, the fact that the world map has stuff to do. And I, I always like the um, Super Mario Brothers 3 Super Mario World sort of world map that allows you to sometimes like to skip a level. Um, but this is just the the natural progression of that concept into something even better. So I hope people sort of run with this concept and do their own thing with it. Um, and I also like the fact that they kind of took the idea of just going straight to the final boss like uh, Breath of the Wild had. Um, they even say, like, look, it's it's not going to be easy if you go in now, so you might want to go and get some bees before you do that. But uh, the fact that they allow that is pretty awesome. Like, this game is very, very open as a platformer. Like, the only thing that... Like, there's an early uh, pay paywall. That you have to play, I think, the two stages. Uh, unless you can get all five coins in one of them. You're going to want to play the two stages that they have before that to get through. But then you can skip a lot of the stages. Like, I'm going back now that I've opened a big part of the world, and I'm going back to levels that I previously unlocked that I'm just like, oh yeah, I didn't do that one? Great. And then I jump in. So Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Buy this game, I suppose. <laughs> it's a great game. It is. I, I mean, you've played it too, right? Like, yeah, yeah I'm just, about... Like, just a little bit? Yeah, I think I'm about maybe an hour and a half, two hours into it, and I like a lot of what I've played. Um... Uh, like you said, I think they took everything they learned from the first ukulele and just kind of perfected that in, a, in in almost a different genre. You know, it's still a platformer, but now it's a 2D platformer. Yeah. Um, and they just they just were smart about a lot of the things. Like we were talking about before the show, in the first ukulele, one of the biggest issues is a lot of your stuff is tied behind a meter, and nobody likes meters. And in this game, everything is just go, do, you know. Um, but yeah, it's... It's a fantastic game. I can't wait to play more. I I also want to say, like, and I'm sure some people will find some similarity, but, like, unlike Donkey Kong Country, um, the, um, the way that you take a hit in this game just removes the bat, Laylee. Um, you still play as Yuka, and you still have most of the move set. Um, so you're not switching a character. Like in the, like the Donkey Kong Country games, um, there's only about I think there's only like one or two moves you can't do without Laylee. But then there's bells hidden or just blatant in the stage, 
that will call her back. But then there's tonics, like one of the the earliest tonic you get makes her stay around a little bit longer. So you take a hit, and kind of like Baby Mario, she flies around. And I I like that because it isn't punishing, super punishing. But if you're stupid and you try to grab her and you're no longer invincible, you can die that way. But then there's no lives attached either. So there's no huge punishment. You lose for, some quills. Uh, you lose some quills, yeah. So I, I think that's a really smart way to tackle an antiquated... Um, uh, method like lives games with lives like even Mario nowadays like what's the purpose of lives they seem to just hand them to you right they're kind of just there um, 3D World uh, 3D Land and then New Super Mario Brothers 2 which are the last of the um, sort of the main series I, I I'm not going to count New Super Mario Brothers U because it didn't really do anything too different. Um, they just kind of hand you lives consistently to the point where I would have such a stockpile of them and I wouldn't die that the next time they hand me a life, there's almost no point because I don't use them. Um, so removing that aspect entirely, I think, was a good choice. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what this team does next now that they have something like this. And they're still updating ukulele. They're still adding um, an N64 looking mode. Originally, it kind of made. Originally, it was just kind of like a filter, but they've now said that they're going to actually change the model of Yuka and Lele to look like their N64 models. So, the most important question you can ask about this game is Shovel Knight in it? I haven't seen Shovel Knight. <sighs> Is he finally wore out his welcome? I would hope so, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's somewhere on the map. Like, this map is huge. It, it You look at it and you go, oh, okay. And then you kind of zoom out of it and it's covered in clouds like owing to the past is before you un, like reveal parts of the map. And I don't know if he could be somewhere in there. I hope not. I really hope not. But I wouldn't be surprised because he was in the he was in the first. Game. He's been in every indie characters. game that's been released in the past two yeah. years. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of him. He's even in Bloodstained. Come on, you can play as him in Bloodstained. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Um. Well, I have one new game to talk about, but most of the stuff I talk about, I've already played. Uh, before uh, I, I've been playing a lot more Indivisible um, My review should be up this week or next um, I I think that is all It's weird because there were so many games Released over the last couple weeks And none of them were really like big AAA High profile games But I think two of them Are easily in my contenders for game of the year And one of them is Ukulele I need to play more um, But the other one is Indivisible And the more that I play that game, the more that I enjoy that game. And it's just, the quality of that game astounds me every time I play it. From the animation to uh, the the intricate combat to, like, the voice acting and the story and the characters. And that game is just so good. And I can't recommend more people not sleep on that game. 
it just it feels it feels like a passion project that finally came to fruition and the people that worked on it put so much effort into it and it shows um and yeah, I can nitpick some of the things. I think some of the worlds are very large, but not necessarily need to be. I think the map could be better. Um, I think they could, you know, change up some of the combat later, even though it's still fun. Um, and I definitely think it could be shorter. It's like a 25-hour game. So it's 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 a big one. Um, but just everything else just makes up for it, and I keep continuously having fun playing that game, especially the more people I get in my party and the different ways that they play, really showcases like how different the combat is, depending on the character you get. Um, and I was, bu- you know, I was like, when I first played it, it was just basically straightforward, kind of combo based, but now, like, the further you get into it, you realize some enemies are immune to some of your characters. Um, and then once you open up the main character storyline, I won't spoil anything, but once you do that, it kind of changes up a lot of that game. And uh, you get the, the, the ability to, to traverse the different worlds, and you can travel back and forth, and it, it really opens up, and that game is just so good, and I can't recommend it enough. Um, also played a little bit of a game called Galaxy Champions... TV or Galaxy TV? I don't know the exact name of it. Um, it's like a Smash TV style game with a little bit of rogue elements in it. Um, but they don't necessarily bother me because like, you you go from room to room killing a bunch of enemies, you get power-ups, things like that. But as you level up your progression, you, you earn a point um, that you can then put into permanent upgrades. And it allows you to get further and further and further and it, it just plays really good. It's, it's really fast-paced. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think John wrote a review of it. I haven't looked at his review, but... it's It was a neat game. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I was trying to think if there's anything else. I, pl- I played the O Word, you know, that game. I can't talk about this week. Um, Blizzard's in a little bit of hot water. We can talk about that in the news, but... Uh, I played some of that game. Um... And then the last game I wanted to talk about really was um, Knight's Quest. So, I was playing this game last week. Um, I was interested when I saw kind of the videos of this game. It it feels like, like every other indie game, it's it's being made by people our age. So they're kind of, you know, aping some game that we loved from our youth. And this game is definitely the Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time clone. Um, it has a big open world feel to it. There are dungeons. Each of the dungeons has a person in it that you fight and you get a power. Uh, you use that power to traverse the world. Um, it's got the Z-axis lock-on combat. Um, so it's kind of hitting all of the notes that you would see in a Zelda, 3D Zelda style game. Um... But it also feels like a game that wanted to be Zelda, but just couldn't quite be Zelda. Uh, So I'll start with kind of the presentation. I sent these guys a video before the show started of the music from one area of that game that that brings in a little bit of horn that uh, you might feel like is a little bit of a little bit porny, if you you (laughs) want to know. It's... uh, 
it was an interesting. It, it was interesting to the point that I had to take a video clip of it when I made it there, and I'm like, "Am I crazy? Does this, this, this sound like these two should be like getting it on?" You know. Um. Also, not shown in that video, this game. It feels like it wants to be stupid, but like clever stupid. Like the main character is this klutz um, who seems to fail at everything. Um. He goes through the world wearing a giant pair of what look like Beats headphones. And he's constantly like, the music will play, and... It's... But like, even the items that you pick up, they try to add, like... I guess what some people would consider edgy edgy adjectives to them. So like, when you pick up a, a, a health file, it's like, It's a bodacious health file, man! Um... You could actually pick up poop in the game, and when you pick it up, it's like, "Whoa, man, you got some gnarly poo!" Oh my God, <laughs> it's just nonstop with stupid things like that. It like it's trying to be whimsical, but at the same time, it just comes across kind of stupid. Um, but my biggest issue with this game is that yes, it tries to be Zelda, and it hits a lot of the notes, and then there's a lot of like really bright. Spots where you're like, man, this this game could be something special, um, but then it falls apart. Like so, for the for example, the combat. So you can lock onto an enemy, um, but if, if anybody who's played Zelda knows that when you lock onto an enemy, it feels tight. It feels like you can do the moves you want to do. And in this game, when you lock onto an enemy and you start swinging at them, he'll kind of move around them and and sometimes you'll swing and not hit them and and it just feels loose and it doesn't feel good. Um, The world is also huge, as I mentioned before, but traversing it is not always like... Like, you can't figure out what you're supposed to do. Um, It feels like it's too big for its own good and the game doesn't kind of kite you towards where you need to go. Um, And you will get lost... um, and it's just, it, a lot of it is empty and open, and, and you're like, I don't know where to go. And the map does not help at all. Like, the map is really, really l- copious amounts of terrible. Um, it'll give you a general direction, but it doesn't give you a specific direction. It just doesn't feel, like, intuitive. It doesn't feel like I know where I need to go. And I think I spent 10 to... So after I finished the first dungeon, it told me where the second dungeon was. And I was like, okay, so it's probably like, there's the big Hyrule field, I need to go to the west. Okay, cool, that's fine, I'll head to the west. So I started heading west, and just got completely lost. And at this point, I've spent 20 minutes on my way to dungeon 2, and I still think I'm only halfway there. It's just... They are not getting you from point A to point B quickly enough to keep interest. And I think that's where this game is going to suffer, is that it tries to do too much and doesn't really perfect the things that it is trying to do. Um, but I'll, I'll keep giving it a whirl. I hope it gets better. I hope it gets... But right now it just feels like, hey, this is what I wanted to be. I kind of got there, but I really didn't make it. In, in, in a world where there are so many games that, and I hate to say this, you've kind of got one shot. Nobody? Nobody? Okay. No, no, I, I was waiting on the M&M. You, know, you got one shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got, you got one, one sh- opportunity. Exactly. You got With so many games out there, you've got one shot. 
to impress me and make me want to keep playing. And this game is not doing it yet. So, I mean, obviously reviewing it, I need to play it more. But if I had bought it, I probably would have deleted it by now. Because I think I'm about three or four hours into it, and I'm just kind of like... It makes me sad. It does. Speaking of games that you'd delete if you bought them, um, <laughs> Decay of Logos was like, oh. I was going through on Steam and it was like, hey, we now work on Windows 7. Go fuck yourself. They did that just for you, Anthony. Oh. Uh, there I is bought one, the game? Yeah, great. There is one other game that I played. Um, and I only played one level of it, so I'm not going to talk about it much. I played a game called Piggy Ball. So, Ball. I'll give you the elevator pitch. It's Pac-Man, if Pac-Man had to vomit to fit to the next area. Oh, wow. Okay. It's That's a, weird. It is I'm a, sorry, what? <laughs> it's a weird game. So, it's a game where you're like this pig um, going around a level eating up these like clams, these clam pearls. And as you eat them, your pig gets fatter and fatter and fatter. And then, in order to get to the next area... You have to vomit those balls back out, but obviously they're covered in vomit, so you can't eat them again. If you eat them again, they slow you down and make you sick. Uh, obviously they're covered in vomit. Exactly, but but you can't eat them. Uh, but the objective of the level is to eat all of the balls, but in order to get to the other side where the rest of the balls are, you got to vomit so you can fit. Because if you try to fit through when you're full, you, you're just too fat. And you can't get over there. It's... You get the idea of what it is. It's a puzzle game. It's a Pac-Man sort of style puzzle game with a kind of weird twist that you eat and then you vomit not, up the power pellets. Weird twist. A weird <laughs> twist. <laughs> like I said, I only played one level, so I'm sure it gets a little crazier as you go on. But uh, yeah, that's a video game. It's uh, it's interesting. But uh, I think that's it. Um. Yeah, it's a fun time. Lots of stuff coming. Speaking of, let's talk about what is coming out this week. It's a lot. Again, I think for the next what month? May yeah, probably the next month, month and a week. There's gonna be a lot of video games coming out every week. Oh, this week we have Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition coming to consoles. These games are great. Children of Morta. Every Morta. time, every time I hear that, I think of the Offspring song. Morta. Uh, Day Z is coming to PS4. Jay Z. No. No. He got a lot of problems, but that ain't one. Okay. It's true. Uh, just ignore them. Uh, Outer Wilds makes its way onto PlayStation 4. It was on Xbox and PC before, but now it's out on PS4. We've also got Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition and Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition. New character dropper for Samurai Showdown, Basara. We've got okay. the, the Fisherman Fishing Planet. Sounds like he's okay. on the right planet. Uh, the Ninja Saviors, Return of the Warriors. Sims 4, Realm of Magic. Uh, Wands... Warzone VR, Zombieland Double Tap Road Trip, Draw a Stickman Epic 2, 
doors and rooms. <laughs> uh, Felix the Reaper is out this week. Kine. Monkey King, Hero is Back. Stranded Sails, Explorers of the Cursed Islands. That's the full name of that game. Uh, the Jackbox Party Pack 6. Travis Strikes Again makes its way to PlayStation 4. Uh, Apex Legends Lifeline Edition. I don't... Okay. Uh, Driven Out. Ice Age Scrat's Nutty Adventure. Huh. <laughs> okay. Aquarium. Pig Eat Ball, which we just talked about. Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Return of the Obra Den makes its console debut. Uh, Warbital. I, I, I really don't know what half of these games are. There's so many fucking games coming out. Uh, anything else in console? Soul, Stella. Um, I think that's it. Uh, let's go to Switch. So, um, the Apex Legends, uh, is the physical copy that says on store shelves that probably has no actual disc in it. Well, yeah, there's no disc for Apex Legends. It's not like it. But, but I'm saying it's like, it, that's what it is. It's just the, the store copy that they are selling. Um, switch ports this week We've got a couple big, big ones uh, But we'll start off with Billy Bomber uh, The Eyes of Ara Little Town Hero Battle Planet Judgment Day Domiverse Rabby Ribby Sea Salt Two Sega Ages games Columns 2, The Voyage Through Time And Ichidant R Sublevel Zero Redux Summer Sweetheart where the bees make honey. <laughs> that game is fucking weird. I'm, I I played it when it came out on Xbox, and it is a fucking weird game. Uh, a Hat in Time is finally making its way to Nintendo Switch. Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition. Safari Pinball. Starblocks Inc. And the two biggest releases on the Switch this week, and maybe the biggest releases of the week... The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Complete Edition, coming to the Switch, as well as a little game some of you may have heard of on the show called uh, Overwatch. Both making their way. I have heard of that game. Yes. So both of those games out on Switch this week. Which I think Blizzard is going to send us a copy of Overwatch for the Switch. And mostly it's my curiosity that wants to look at that. You know? I've played a lot of that game. So, uh, I think uh, Ryan should have to play The Witcher on the Switch. I we were asked this week if we wanted a code for The Witcher Three on Switch, and I said no because I knew nobody had time to do that. Yeah, no, I have, I don't have time. To play no, I need to do it. Yeah, no, nobody has time to cover The Switcher. Sorry, I I know. And here's the thing. It's one of those games that, and, and if we were a site that was based off of clicks, that would be a game that you'd want to cover, because everybody's going to want to know about that game. But I'm going to be real honest with you, if you know what The Witcher is, the only people whose opinion is going to matter on that game is a place like Digital Foundry to know that it runs okay enough for you to play, because right. ain't nobody going to tell you that that game sucks. You know? 
Like, that game is probably one of the best games to come out this generation. If you've not played it at this point, that's crazy, because it's been on everything except for Switch. But, you know what that is. (laughs) You know what's going on. But anyway, a lot of games to choose from this week. I still recommend you check out Ukulele, The Impossible Layer, and Indivisible. Those are the games... So far of October that I I really can't recommend enough. <sighs> so let's do some news. Um, Anthony brought up a couple things. Let's start with the um, um, the Cuphead thing. What's the game called? Enchanted... Enchanted Portals. Enchanted Portals. So this... Oh, yeah. Yeah, this thing hit the internet. I'm not breaking any news by... Or, or any... Or we're probably not introducing this to anybody, but... Yeah, yeah. that thing hit Twitter with its first trailer, which was uh, to launch its Kickstarter campaign. And boy, oh boy, that looks a whole hell of a lot like Cuphead. <laughs> like down to... It sure the, does. The, <laughs> yeah. way the, the way the enemies look... Because the main characters clearly don't... Like, they, they are not really the Fleischer-looking, like, old-school cartoon-looking characters. They try to be, but it's clearly not. But all the enemy characters, oh boy, do they look. And then the way they snap their wrist to flick the wand looks like the snap that the uh, that Mugman and Cuphead do to shoot yeah. with their fingers. And just, it's a boss rush. And it's... Uh, it, there's, there's, there's homage, and then there's just blatantly like, ripping off an idea. I mean... To the point where these characters look like they've been drawn over the animation of, like the way they move, like the dash looks the same, the way they jump looks the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's. Here's the thing. If this game came out, I'd totally fucking play it. You know what I mean? Like I loved Cuphead. I think Cuphead was a great game. If there's something like it, I'll play it. But boy, oh boy, have. Ooh. Like you didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weird because like it clearly shows talent, despite the fact that you can tell you're familiar with animation that this is computer done and Cuphead is all hand drawn. Sure, sure. I mean, Cuphead. There's a reason it was delayed for what, like two years? Yeah, I mean, it is all hand drawn traditional animation. Uh, if you look at this, there's clearly uh, computer like stretching and stuff. Um. But it still shows talent, and I just don't understand what, why someone with talent, like, because clearly they can draw in the style too. But like, why would you take that talent and just rip off an idea? Um, if, I mean, like, let's be honest, Cuphead. If it didn't have the art style and was that gameplay, it might have done okay, but it definitely wouldn't have had the same impact. No, that um, game. That game became a, a phenomenon just from like a three-second clip. Right. So, it, the visual presentation is is what grabs people. And you could still look the way you did, but yet, when you're clearly just ripping off the style of Cuphead, instead of doing literally anything else, and when I say style, I mean the gameplay, not just the art style, but like the whole package. Like, Why would you not just do something different? Like, you could have just done a straight platformer at that point. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's shameless, um, but again, I would still play it. Um, and to anybody that says, oh, but it's like, like, what about Bloodstained? Bloodstained was made by the guy who did it. It would be different if this was a, somebody from the studio, studio MDHR um, that left Cuphead development and that studio to start their own and do something similar. That's not the case here. It's totally someone not attached to that project at all. Um, there's there's plenty of games that are homages, but like it would be no, it would be very close to like having a character that's also a plumber, but is not does not have a mustache. You know, like ah, it's not it's not Mario. See, he doesn't have a mustache. Like okay, but let's be honest. Like anybody should go and look up the Gianna sister. A blatant ripoff of Super Mario Brothers on the PC. The only reason why that thing exists is because it was on a on a British computer. That's it. Like that, that's the only reason why they got away with it. But otherwise, it was a blatant ripoff of Super Mario Brothers. Okay. They changed with newer games. So it will be interesting to see how that game, you know, how it ends up doing and faring with people. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll play it. I, I don't care. If it comes out, I'll play it. But, yeah, it's it's kind of hard not to draw this kind of criticism. So. Uh, Doom Eternal was delayed to March of 2020, which is the same date as Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, two sides of the spectrum there. Uh, I'm okay with games being delayed, you know. If it, they need more time to fix this game or finish it, that's fine. The biggest news that came out of this for me is that they confirmed that Doom 64 is coming to everything. And also, if you pre-order Doom Eternal, you get that game for free. So that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, Doom 64 will not be out as well until next year. That was also in the press release. So, no Doom this year. Um... That does free up a spot on my game of the year list, so games, step up your game. You know, Doom Eternal would probably most definitely make my top ten. That also frees up $60 for somebody to purchase a different game. You know, looking looking forward to Doom. Also, be prepared for March of 2020, the new apocalypse in video games. There's a lot of stuff coming out in March of 2020. A lot. Anthony, do you want to talk about anything else before we do the big thing? Yeah. Um, so the right now it's not really super confirmed, except that a bunch of people that used to work at uh, Kindly Beast um, are no longer with Kindly Beast. And it seems like it's all happened around the same time. And that there's a, um, there's a Reddit post that came up uh, that somebody was pointing out that a bunch of people on Twitter now have that said kindly beast in their profile it says former um a reviewing website called um uh glass door yeah glass door it, it allows you to write reviews of like the companies you work for apparently um a bunch of employees or former employees have kind of complained now if you don't know the kindly beast they're the makers of bendy and the ink machine and uh, they kind of criticize management and everything. So I don't know what's happening with that studio. Um, 
I thought that game did well, but from the sounds of it, it's a nightmare there. Uh, they've changed the our team section like by removing it on their website. Um, it's yeah, a lot. Of, so a lot of people are looking for. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that game, but it was well made. Uh, it just wasn't my style of game, and uh, it's disappointing because if you walk into like any store uh, right next to like all the um, Minecraft and Fortnite and stuff, there's usually Bendy and the Ink Machine. Uh, toys. Not anymore. Not so much anymore? <laughs> not so much anymore. It's still Fortnite and Minecraft, but uh, I haven't seen a Bindi yeah. plushie in a while. Well, they were there, and they were selling them, and I don't know if, how well they did, but it's just, it's disappointing, because, like, if anything, I saw that there was a lot of attention and care given to that game, and it's disappointing if the what these people are saying are true, um, that the CEO just kind of shit on the staff because they did put in some good work. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a Reddit post. If you just go to our games and search the Kindly Beast, it'll be the one that shows up. So, yeah, very disappointing. Yeah, it's always it's always not good. Um, and I I misspoke. There's actually two big news pieces. One of them I don't know a whole lot about, but we'll we'll kind of talk about and. You can kind of weigh. It was it was what I kind of mentioned earlier about Blizzard. Um, so it, the initial thing that happened was that one of the Hearthstone champions spoke out uh, with the with the free Hong Kong thing. And please correct me if I if I'm misquoting any of this because I I don't know the whole story. Um, but he spoke out against that, so they they banned him from the tournament and they took away his money, his prize money. Um, and then we're very quiet about it for a while. Uh, then they came back out and released a statement on Friday, which a lot of people were making, you know, making the observation that they released this statement, uh, after business hours on Friday, basically saying that they did not, they're going to give him his prize money back, but he's still banned for a shorter amount of time. Yeah. They reduced it from a year, a year to uh, like, they originally what? had a banned for a year and they were withholding his prize money. Um, they've now given him his prize money, but they still have him banned. I don't know. I don't know the exact amount of time, but apparently it's not a year anymore. I thought it was and six months. I, I think it's Ken, by the way, important context to mention that all this is happening at the same time. The NBA also has a controversy. Yes. Um, for a general manager, of the Houston Rockets, uh, posting what was quite honestly a pretty innocuous Twitter statement and um, supporting innocuous. the pro. Supporting the protests for freedom in, in Hong Kong, and um, basically the the NBA uh, went on a full court press to apologize for this, and you know, a reporter asked questions about it to James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook in a in a press conference, and she got her microphone taken away. And um, crazy, dude. There, there there's a um, it's 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 become incredibly clear that. The Chinese government has basically said to anyone who does business on a major scale in that country that if any of your folks say anything about Hong Kong, you got to drop the hammer or we're going to ban you. And the NBA actually, I think it's been lifted now, but was suspended in China uh, uh, after this general, general manager team? statement. I thought it was just that team. Uh, I, I don't know. I know that they like a bunch of companies pulled out uh, supporting that team, 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But, like, I thought this I this is this has been a this has been a there's, there's it's been a weird week. So, that's for so sure. it's important to note that like a certain amount of uh, Blizzard is owned by Tencent. Yes, which owns a hundred percent of Riot Games, which I'm assuming we'll get to. No. Okay, I, so I, I games, didn't see anything about right. Like so I like games known known for their amazing community, and I fantastically. Um, anybody that's tried to play the League of Legends ever and learn, like, unless you have a friend in there with you, it's it's absolutely the most toxic environment to go into. Um, they said like we will not tolerate any to- like we want to just have this about the game, but people called them out. Like, yeah, but you're owned 100% by Tencent. So, there's there's a there's a lot to this, but, like, well, I just want to thank the guys at South Park for l- making fun of this concept entirely. So, um, I saw a they're tweet. Banned. They're I saw, banned in China. Yeah, I saw a tweet yesterday where somebody retweeted a South Park tweet about this, and they were immediately banned from something. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that was, um... There's a DJ, uh, right? Huh? It was a DJ, right? Yeah, and he is, so he was banned in, uh, China as well. What, what DJ do you know? I, I don't remember I his name. I can't remember, I just saw it in passing. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's so much about this going on right now, and it's just, um, one of the oh, big... Oh, Zed! <laughs> yeah, one of the, one of the big things that kind of relates this to oh, gaming man. is a lot of gamers have kind of you know, risen up about this, and they're deleting their Blizzard accounts. They're canceling their World of Warcraft subscriptions. Um, so that's kind of been the gaming side of this. Is just so many people are, and I don't know. There was a clip running around on Twitter the other day about um, during one of the Hearthstone tournaments, like somebody held up a sign that said hashtag free, you know, free Hong Kong, and they yeah, like immediately they've been doing that at NBA games now too. Yeah, they're like immediately cutting and away from it. Yeah. It's, now, it's I crazy. just want to say, I'm, and I'm not <clears throat> suggesting anybody do this, but Winnie the Pooh is not allowed in China, so do not go to any of these events wearing light brown corduroy pants and a red shirt. Uh, that would be very bad. With a backpack that's beige and that has honey written on it, it would be very bad. <laughs> I mean, that's very bad in, in any context, just throwing that out there. Yeah, oh no, I just really, you know, just the subtle digs. They'll, they'll eventually know. You're now officially um, banned is... in China, Anthony. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not going there. You know, I don't like the fact that they have such a hold over on movies. Like, if you watch a Marvel movie, like, does, like, and I'm for diversity. I'm not for diversity in the sense of, like, pandering. And so, like, there's always a very blatant Chinese character that you're like, why is that character got, like, why is this the only Chinese person in this movie? Oh, because otherwise they can't show the movie in China. And and the thing is, they actually do different edits in China where they add different segments into movies. And this has just been the case, like, it's been the case that way with uh, movies for a while now, Disney being the main one. Um, but it's just, like... It's so blatant in film, and now we're seeing it in video games. And I get it, they're a huge market, but if you want to, I don't know, take part in the market, you have to learn to deal with shit, and if they don't want to deal with this shit, like, their money's not worth anything if no one accepts it. I mean, it's just the fact. Like, it just, it's so annoying to watch these people just bend over. Like, oh, please, we want your money so bad. 
tell them to fuck themselves. They don't own your whole company. Who gives a shit? Yeah. They're going to uh, steal your idea anyways. It's been over. <laughs> it's, it's, I think the only, the last thing I'll say on this is I think it's, it's very telling that a lot of people within Blizzard are not happy about this. And you, you start to wonder how much of this is coming from, you know, the Activision influence. Yeah, I mean, look, the other stuff is like just getting money. This is a particular case where people, someone spoke out about the government attacking its own people who are looking for independence um, from the main state. And for a company in America to just go, yeah, that's bad, and punish a person for speaking their mind, like that's absolutely fucking crazy. Can you imagine that if that was the case with Russia doing the same? That'd be extremely bad. Everybody would be upset. But it's China, so it was okay because we have a lot of money there. It's it's just it's not okay. It's not okay when it's inside the same country. It's not okay to do that. Like, you know, either have a like like as much as I don't like Riot Games, um, at least they said outright like, look, just we want to keep this about the game. I know that's bullshit, but at least it's a better message than punching someone after the fact, especially when you've promoted that type of stuff on your website, like Blizzard did. All right, let's move on to the big, big news of the week. <clears throat> Which was weird. So, Sony basically dropped a whole bunch of PS5 stuff. Um, PlayStation 5 is what it's officially called. Shocker. I know. I know. Uh, it's launching in holiday 2020. And it's uh, coming with a bunch of changes to the controller. So, the controller will have haptic feedback. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's kind of similar to what Microsoft put into the Elite controller. So things like the triggers will have um, kind of pushback for certain things. Like, for example, if you're in a racing... Racing games are always the standard for showcasing what a technology can do. But, like, when you slam on the brakes, it'll kind of give you a feedback on the trigger uh, to kind of simulate that. Um, They also talked about... The fact that they're still working on backwards compatibility. They haven't confirmed... They said it will be backwards compatible with PS4 games, but they haven't guaranteed it will be every game. So, there is that. Um, They will have a new UI. So, a different version... (gasps) Excuse me, a different version of the cross-media bar, for sure. Because, you know, we've had that in the last, what, three... Sony machines from the yeah yeah, the Vita the PS3 and the PS4 yep so I'm assuming it'll just be an updated version of that Uh, but they they did this just kind of it was just a weird thing because it just kind of came out of nowhere it was an article in a Wired magazine um, on the website and it was just like well here it is and here's what it's going to do and here's what it's called actually just quick uh, the Vita doesn't have the cross uh XMB or whatever it is. It's the PSP that had that. Was it? What did the Vita have? The Vita has that bubble. Bubbles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. I mean, the bubbles are very similar, but they're they're awful. I got you. Yeah, I remember remember the bubbles now. I hated them. I hated the bubbles. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this was a weird thing, because it was just dumped out there, and like, I don't know. It's, it's clear that we're, we're getting to that point where I'm assuming sometime in February and March we're going to see these two machines, you know, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation. So, 
I don't know. Um, the controller thing interests me because I thought it was cool when Microsoft did it, but obviously since it was on a specific controller and not the leading platform that a lot of developers didn't use it. So hopefully maybe now that you know Sony is making it standard that we'll start seeing this in more more games. So I don't know. It's coming. Your uh, your Xbox One X and PlayStation 4 Pro are about to be old news, man. Old news. Cuz we got uh, we got new consoles are coming. Uh, I promised I'd watch the video, Mookie. I watched the video, Mookie, that you sent last week. And just to kind of sum it up, because I don't think everybody watched it, he was basically talking about how he is very bored with um, Japanese RPG tutorials. So the examples he used were uh, he tried to go through the Monster Hunter World tutorial and basically fell asleep. Whereas something like The Witcher 3 had a much more interesting tutorial. Um, sorry if that's kind of simplifying his 8 minute video, but I watched it before the show and that was it was kind of the jest that he was getting at. He's not fully wrong. I mean, most of the time it's like, they seem like they're just like, a, oh, here's a pop-up, now try to do it. And it's just like, that's... I suppose that's fine, but it'd be like saying, read the book and then do the thing here. Yeah, the other I, the other I kind point. of need a more like break it down for me as to what happens and what time. Yeah, I think one of his other complaints was like how a Japanese RPG a lot of times will just kind of throw everything at you and expect you to remember it. Which there's definitely that in some of the games that I've played, where they just kind of toss like twenty systems at you, and then you kind of forget about them as the game goes on. I don't know. With games with a lot of systems, it's it's a very fine line to walk, uh, and it's very hard to to keep all of that stuff in check. And really, the best way to do it is something that Nintendo does very well, and that's constantly reintroduce, you know, the mechanics to you and give you situations where that you can use them to solve those problems. Um, but again, that's also why Nintendo is the best at their craft. So. Uh, but we do have some tweets. We can do some some Twitter. So Twitter, Uh Blue Apple Blue says, "Did you meet your doppelganger? When and where did you meet? What was his job? Would you like to live his life? Did you try to kill him? Are you the doppelganger?" I mean that that was like a story. I okay. Yeah. So I have a weird. I I don't remember taking it, but it, so um. When I was in college, in my first year, I had like a little like Samsung Link, which is like, smartphones existed at this time, but I refused to update. Um, it was like a BlackBerry clone, but it had a camera in it, and I clearly took a photo because I don't hand my phone to other people. And there was someone sitting in a. I just don't remember taking the photo, but um, it's it, the person looks like me sitting. At a, like a laptop in the um, like the hallway and I swear to god I'm like I look at the photo all the t- like I still had the photo on like one of my computers at one point and I was like looking at him like I've never owned that shirt but otherwise I'd be like that person that's clearly me sitting there it's the weirdest photo I've ever had 
and like again, I don't didn't hand my phone over to people because no one wanted to use it either, anyways. But um, so like I knew I took the photo. Um, I mean, I've run into people that look like me all the time. That's you know, you're a generic white guy. Exactly. I, I have. <laughs> when I go in to get my hair cut, I ask for the uh, generic white male haircut. Uh, that's shorter on the sides and a little longer on the top. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been told I looked like, um, uh, Danny Harrison, which, and then his father George Harrison of the Beatles. Um, uh, God, what's his name from? He was in Gilmore Girls and Heroes. Um, Milo Vin. Oh yeah, 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 the guy from This Is Us, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah him. Yeah. Before gotcha. he grew a bunch of facial hair. Yeah. Um. I want to say his name's Adam Scott. Oh, from Community? Yeah, uh, no. Um, oh, not, from... Uh, uh, not Community. What's the other show? Parks uh, and Rec. Parks and Rec. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, I've been told I look like him. He's too. also and, in The Good uh, Place, by the way. All the all the famous people? Yeah, I'd prefer their life, of course. Well, sure, because you'd have money, money and no problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they have problems. Just money. That's fine. Yeah. Money makes your problems easier to deal with. This uh, that is a fact. Money doesn't solve your problems, but it certainly makes them easier to deal with. If I can find that photo, I'll post it to Twitter. I, I still say it's one of the weirdest things I've I have on my any of my phones. I weirdest photo I've taken. I didn't meet my doppelganger. I, I, I murdered him. I am my doppelganger. So there's that. <laughs> I don't know. I've never met anybody as ugly as I am. So there is that. Oh. Don't, don't. What do you mean? <laughs> Going, hating yourself. It's my job on this podcast. Uh, Thank you very much. That's that was funny. Come on. Now. Uh, do you regret not meeting Drew and the young crew members earlier? <laughs> um, do you regret not hanging out with children? Ken? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why he just asked. Um. I don't even know how to answer that question. I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's when you were twenty and I was not. <laughs> I don't even. I mean, I don't do the math anymore. You know, it's like I'm just too old to care. Yeah. Like, I know Drew and yeah, Ryan I, are younger than I am, but it's like I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that much younger than you. No, no, you're not. But I mean, even like if you, you can make anything seem weird, like within like four to five years difference. Yeah. Like you want to be my friend? I was ten. You were five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not. You're not that much older than me. You might be that much older than Drew. Uh, actually, it's probably Anthony, right? I'm 27. Oh. <laughs> so I knew it was going to hurt you. So when I was 20, you were eight. <laughs> Me and you were best pals. So much to talk about. So much. Oh, oh so much in common. Let's hang out. Woo. Let's watch cartoons. Yeah, let's go get a beer. <laughs> Wait, I still drink beer. And watch Neither cartoons. of us were drinking age, but nice try. <laughs> I was so how, so how, uh, you're uh, Anthony. Say again, how old you are? Twenty-seven. Okay. Okay. I'm 38. Yeah, I'll, I'll be 40 in a month. It's happening, man. It's happening. <sighs> it's happening. God. 4-0. 
Four O. I don't want to deal with it. I'll be fifty. I'll be almost fifty when my son graduates high school. Crazy. <sighs> Good God Almighty! All right. Uh, John says, "Quote of the show." Uh, I'm assuming from last week. Man, Bustin feels good. <laughs> Until we talked we about Ghostbusters songs. last week. If we did outro songs, I would have handed you Bustin by Neil Cicierga. Oh, I got a song for you. It's the next tweet. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I watched it. watched it. I watched me. it before the show. Uh, Rufus says, time to make your day, guys. Watch Moo by Doja Cat on YouTube and yeah. give us your reaction. My reaction Doja was Cat. I wouldn't, wouldn't ooh, listen to that. Ryan, ooh. Ever. Oh, my goodness. I watched this video. I got halfway through it, and I had to turn I it. recognized it as soon as it started up. As I'm, like, I, cause I've the seen, first line like, the in the meme. song is Moo, I'm a cow, bitch. Moo, I'm a cow. <laughs> Sounds awesome. And then the, yeah. the next line, the next line is, "I'm not a cat, so I don't go meow." Moo, I'm a cow. But she talks about the farting. internet. The the internet really lowered the bar. Oh my god! This mm. and like every like every thirty seconds in the video, like there's a background of some anime boobies jiggling around. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? I am too old for whatever you people on Twitter are tweeting at me. I'm too old for whatever you tweeting at me. <laughs> what the hell are you tweeting at me? I can't do this stuff anymore, man. I just, I can't. I mean, when there's a line in a rap song about methane gas and I be farting, I be farting, I'm a cow, bitch, moo. I just, I'm sorry, man, that's stupid. <laughs> oh. God. Anyway. Jeremy says, it seems like Sony is trying to generate a lot of goodwill recently. Do you guys think they're going to go the five ninety nine US dollar seven ninety Canada for Anthony? Wink. Root for PS5. Which console are you guys picking up day one, Xbox, or PlayStation? Until I see more, neither. And I can totally see Sony doing a PS3, get a second job sort of thing. So I don't... I mean... They shouldn't? You'd think, oh, they couldn't possibly, but they could. I mean, they could, but it would be suicide. You're right, but again... And if if my ass that is not a business executive knows that, you feel like Sony has to know that, right? You'd think. You'd hope. You would really hope. I mean, like... I really hope, but it... I just know that, like, people get up... You would... They did... The, the way the PlayStation came out originally was undercutting the competition, which was Sega at the time. Sega! And then PlayStation 2 came out. Even a better launch than PlayStation. And then what did they do? PlayStation 3. Oh, fuck. So bad. PlayStation 3 was a bad Thank time. You. Yeah, and then PlayStation 4, they came back around. And but then over time in PlayStation Four, like sure they've been putting out good games, but like yeah, they've got an insurmountable lead at this point. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, but at the same time, I go, does this carry? Like, 
have you been working on the other portions of this, really? And, like, only just recently have we seen them do uh, anything with um, PlayStation Now. Yeah, there were, Why wasn't that done sooner? That should have been done back when, like, Game Pass became a thing and started to pick up more Steam. Like, it was like... Because Game Pass, I assume, has done fairly well. People talk about it. Oh, yeah, it's done really Positively, well. I should yeah. say. So, like when no one's talking about PlayStation now, why didn't you do something like that and put it in the spotlight? They didn't for a long time. Like we're maybe like we're a year out from a new console and that's when they're like PlayStation now is only ten dollars a month. Like that should have been that way a long time ago. It's crazy because like last week during football when I was watching football there was like four or five commercials for PlayStation now. Like they've that really, really been, got behind it now. But 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 that should have been done months ago sure it should have been let me let me counter let me counter that argument anthony but to me that's not a like what what did they learn like they're they were holding back they refused to do cross play like it's sure they've made those changes but those changes were because their hands were forced well here's right and is are their hands going to be forced when they come up with a new console to do better well here's my argument to all of this they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to do that. And now we're about a year out from a new console. And I promise you, next generation streaming is going to be a big part of all of these consoles. So now that Sony or now that Sony is out there saying PlayStation Now is this, here's the price it is, we do in crossplay, so they match feature for feature with Microsoft. So even if they have, you know, the less interest in these pieces and they're not as friendly, they still tick all the boxes. And here's the thing, to answer, to kind of tie this into his second question, people are invested in the PlayStation 4 ecosystem. That's true. So if the PlayStation 5 is backwards compatible with PS4, Sony is pretty much guaranteed to pull all of those people with them. Just like I would go Xbox because I've invested everything in Xbox this generation and everything works on Xbox Scarlet or whatever it's going to be called. My My original Xbox, my Xbox 360, my Xbox One, all of that is going to work on Scarlet. So it was, it's just, it's, uh, I don't trust corporations to learn. No, I don't either. That's, that's, that's where I stand. Like I, I hope that like it comes out at a reasonable price. You know, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go if they if they try to push it a little bit further, like Microsoft did, right? Like it just I get it, tech is expensive, and like you know, early adopters always pay more, but sometimes you have to you know take a little bit of a loss on that to sell them the software. So we will we will see what happens. Um, well, it'll be interesting. Either, uh, it'll be interesting. I even. It'll be interesting to see them duke it out in who goes first to announce their stuff. Yeah, that's right another... now. It's really Sony's hand being forced by uh, Wired because that's the only reason why we found out more. Apparently, Wired had more details instead of running with them, and so Sony's like, "We'll have a conversation about it instead." I think, truthfully, I think that Sony is masking a lot of things behind the scenes because if you notice they've done a lot of these 
big announcements like, here's the PlayStation 5, here's what's going to do, PlayStation Now is cheaper. You've also seen a huge turnover in management, and yep. you've seen people making comments to journalists saying, this is really crazy what's going on here. Like, Sony is literally waiting till the very last second to finalize their hardware to see what Microsoft does. Because Microsoft clearly wants to be the more powerful console, and Sony's going to try to one-up them. So, who knows who's going to talk first? I have no clue. Nothing would make me happier than Microsoft going, here it is, store shelves. <laughs> oh god, not another Saturn. That, oh. Well, the Saturn's issue, the Saturn's issue was they didn't tell anybody that it was coming out. I think it was, it was the one guy deciding to ship a bunch like overnight. Alright, we're gonna move on. Uh Jeremy says also happy birthday to Drew. Congrats on the new Switch. That's where he's at today. He's not on the show because he's playing Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish I could say that, but I would be more I would be less surprised uh if he was at work. Yeah, no, I'm just giving him a hard time. He's another person I added to my Switch friends list that I will never play a video game with. <laughs> you didn't put in a friend code? Yeah, I don't think I've had uh, any Switch friends that I've actually played online with. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. That is funny. Uh, David says, to piggyback off the email last week about Anthony, I really think the last three three weeks to a month, you are in the zone. Keep up the good work. Oh, well... This podcast, this today's podcast probably ruins your thought of that. Good job. I've been really off today. You just ruined it. Good job. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to talk about it. I played the Terminator this week in Mortal Kombat. I totally forgot that oh. happened. Yeah, okay. Sorry. The totally bad. I was thinking the new game that was coming in. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's played that, and nobody will play it till it launches. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, definitely send out review copies. I have to say that uh, NetherRealm continues to impress in the uh, fan service category. There's a lot of really good lines in that game. Is the voice acting any better? No, in the it's game? still it's still pretty. No, bad. <laughs> just okay. It's it sounds like me doing an impersonation of Arnold, and that is not I, a good thing. I still love the fact that you can play as the endoskeleton. Yeah, I, my favorite line so far is it was when you fight Baraka, and Baraka comes out and he's like, "What did Johnny Cage tell you to call me?" And Terminator goes, one ugly motherfucker. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, we're just going to span all of Arnold's movies. That's fair. That's fair. He's got a move called the Albi Backbreaker. Nice. Great. So, yeah. Aw, uh, man, I really wish they had the Predator in this one now. That'd be some uh. good interaction, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Damn it. Alright, I have one more tweet left. It's the most important tweet of the day. It's from Mookie. It says Puzzle Quest. That is the most important tweet of the day. I have That's to right. agree with you. Yeah. I mean, you can't end any better than that. Puzzle Quest. It's perfect. Simple. Unique. Elegant. Little. Yellow. Different. <laughs> Newprint. <laughs> Nobody, nobody remembers Newprint. <laughs> I think that movie is the only reason anybody remembers it. Oh, you know, I watched yeah. those movies recently. Really? They, Both uh, of them? yeah, they, uh, they hold up okay. 
I, yeah, the no, first no. one I think holds up pretty well. It's been a long time since I watched the second one. So. I forgot Ed O'Neill was in those movies, and I don't oh, know yeah, how Ed O'Neill's the best movies. part. He's so of good. Those movies. He is so Him good. Him doing the 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 admitting to murder in a yeah. fit of passion in the first movie is one of the best because he plays it extremely straight. Oh my yeah. god, that is such a good. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> The second, the, the second movie is crazy. Of like, who's in it? Like, there's yeah. a cameo from Charlton Heston, the weird naked Indian, the weird naked Indian, the um, the freaking the, the Rip Taylor's in it. Which, by the way, R.I.P. Rip. A.R.I.P. Oh, Rip. Man. Um, fucking Christopher Walken is the villain. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Wayne? <laughs> One of the one of the saddest edits in, in anything is the you can't you can't you can't use Stairway to Heaven in the movie anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just some generic riff. Yeah, it's not even the right riff. It's kind of yeah, so it doesn't even, it doesn't it's not even a sound of like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, I I forget when I bought those movies digitally, but I watched them recently and. Well. <sighs> There we cross all the T's and dot all the lowercase lower case J's. <laughs> to this day, I still say that when I'm going through something. Oh man! Oh man! I I there's a line about uh, where he's showing you. I have a collection of uh, name tags and hairnets. Or yeah, nothing yeah, I yeah. call a career. <laughs> nothing I call a career. Uh, shit. So many, so many. Um, things in those movies that have just become a part of my everyday conversation. It's it's crazy to think about, really. To this to this day when somebody gives me a gift, almost every time I say if this is a severed head, I'm gonna be incredibly disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Kim Basinger's in the second one. In the second one, yeah. She's Garth's love interest. Holy cow, she wants him to murder (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, man! Yeah, yeah I, great. those movies were something else, man. Whew. For the time period that they were made, they were amazing, and the fact that they still hold up pretty well is, I think, a, a testament to how smart they were. Yeah, it was interesting to see Dana Carvey on Howard Stern recently talking about those movies. He was <laughs> talking about uh, how he almost quit. Because he, you know, the the character that he was playing, it, mm-hmm. was, just, it was it was an interesting conversation. Because there's always been a rumor that him and Myers got in a fight over that movie. So well, no, the I thought the fight was about uh, Austin Powers. No, it was about Wayne's World. Oh, because the from what I've heard was that they fought about Austin Powers because um, Doctor Evil. Is an impression of um, the guy from Saturn. The guy, Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels, yeah. and that um, Dana Carvey thought Mike Myers was ripping off his impression. I know that sounds stupid and weird. Well, I mean that's what Dana Carvey was known for. <laughs> his characters, dude. Like, but I but mean... that's but that's that's what, what I've heard was that. Dana Carvey felt insulted that like Mike was doing that impression and didn't even talk to him about it or whatever, and that you know those movies became super successful on their own. 
I'm sorry, but the church lady's still fantastic. Wait, nasty Ash. I used to love the Dana Carvey show, and I know that it didn't. It it died a very rapid death, but it's there's a I mean, there's show. some hilarious stuff on that show. It is a weird show. It, it is a weird show. It's a live version of Kids in the Hall. That just pretty. That's a good way to put it. Out, yeah. out there are ideas. Yeah. I, was, I I grew up loving Dana Carvey. I mean, I still I still make a joke about it that nobody gets to this day. Is like every time I'm thinking, every time somebody says broccoli, I just go chopping broccoli, chopping broccoli, chopping broccoli. <laughs> Come on, man! I miss Dana Carvey being in the spotlight, and I literally I watched his new Netflix special. What was that last year when that came out? Didn't even hear about it. Yeah, he did a Netflix special like a the, year ago. The 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 Pepper Boy sketch from SNL. Yeah. Oh man. So I it was pointed out recently that um, he's doing the sketch and he's trying to stay in character. And I, um, oh god, um, Chris Farley yells, "Why yes!" Right? Who <laughs> likes a pepper? <laughs> and he starts. You can hear him like whispering to himself. Don't break. Don't break. <laughs> no one expected him to yell because he didn't do it in dress rehearsal. There's a, him talking about it on the Howard Stern show. It's, and if you go and watch it, you can hear him in the background whispering, just, don't break. Don't break. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Oh, um, man. He's, he's underrated uh, as a cast member on SNL, too. Like, just... Yeah. SNL, man. It used to be so good. Um, There's still good stuff on sure, it. Sure, sure. Did you see the just... Did you see the Joker parody last night? No. Uh, it was It was David life. Harbour doing a trailer for a movie about Oscar the Grouch. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. And it's 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 fantastic. If you haven't watched it, it's all over Twitter. Go check it out. It's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Also, David Harbour is. Is a national traitor. Don't ever lose that man. Seinfeld and Oz is a good one. Like the the, the ones where they have a lot of edge, those are great. Seinfeld and Oz because uh, it's just Seinfeld in the in the, in the show Oz. Oh, Jesus, with all the cast members from Oz, it's the most uncomfortable thing. Uh, that is it for the tweets. So, uh, if you want to tweet us, that M4G podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Ryan is at WombatRP, Anthony is at NTRSKT, and I am at ZTGD. You can follow the site at ZTGD Content. Phoenix Down. Ah, Drew's not here. Is it coming back this week? Yeah. I see. I see Matt earning a boatload of achievements in Two Human. Yeah. On nice. My, on my Xbox feed, because that's the game this week. Yeah. They picked a good one. We took, we took this week <laughs> off because those two wanted to play more of it. It's funny because it, um, Ryan's excited about it, but it's the year of the bad game. Hey, through. listen. That game is not a bad game. No, it's not. It's but not. I think Drew was taking it off for um, birthday celebration, early birthday celebrations. So. He's having a party. I believe it was Thursday he got his switch. <laughs> yeah, he messaged yeah, me about yeah, something. Yeah, no, no, I'm taking on what we were not doing. So we have a little bit more time to play. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just got a Nintendo Switch. Oh, uh-huh. shocker, shocker. Have a good time.
But that is it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more Vidya games. Peace, bitches. Peace. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Epic fail. Welcome to the N4G Podcast. Oh, you can- This is going to be a very interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The Play games, not possible. No bad boys allowed. And then I, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.